0: amazing places podcast this is adam and this week doug and i took a trip to mansfield ohio and we visited the reformatory up there um and some of you may think well what's that well the reformatory in mansfield um is actually uh it's not owned by the state anymore it was given over to the historical foundation and this is the place where they basically filmed several movies um including shawshank redemption and air force one And there were a couple of music videos and different things uh, shot there. But we decided to check this place out. There was a tour that you can go on. Uh, There's an East Wing, a West Wing, and the Hollywood Tour. We took the Hollywood Tour and recorded it. So this week you're going to get part one of the Hollywood Tour. We won't be posting show notes this week. So if you are interested in the links and stuff, you'll have to listen to next week's show and wait for us to release the, the show notes on that. Um, But there's some good stuff out there. Uh, We'll also talk about the cost of going and, of course, where the location of, if you don't know where Mansfield, Ohio is. Um, But as always, you can uh, contact us through our website. Click on the contact page and submit an email. You can also call our voicemail line and get on the air. The number is 641-715-3900. Okay, so we're going to start the audio clip here and... It starts off, right, um, kind of like as we're walking in the building, and he's right in the middle of explaining uh, what movies were filmed at the Reformatory here in Mansfield. Uh, there's some more facts that go on throughout the tour, and it's just kind of some clips here and there. He explains some things, and then we took a walk to different rooms, And uh, but a lot of what you'll hear is from Shawshank Redemption, uh film from 1993. So anyway, uh, without further ado, here's the audio.
1: What happens is, when Castle Rock approached the state about using the building, they said, sure, we don't care you can use it, we're tearing it down anyways. So after you finish filming, we're going to tear down the entire place. So what ended up happening was they finished filming, and shortly after they finished filming, um, the state started coming in, setting up a gate out front and everything, and tearing down the entire building. Well, the Historical Society stepped in and said, hey, Come on, please, just lease it to us, we'll take care of the place, we'll try to get it back to, you know, back to its original stature of what it used to be. And um, they said, all right, no problem. So we leased the building for some years. And finally, we approached them and said, Well, can we buy the building? They said, Well, okay, we'll auction it to you. Um, so they said, Well, what's your bid? A dollar. Well, guess what? We bought the building for a dollar. So now we own the building for one dollar. And um, the the other very interesting thing is, is that after after we bought the place or after we leased the place, Air Force One came in. Air Force One said uh, the people from Air Force One they came in and they said, well, can we use your place for um, for a Russian prison? We said, yeah, no problem. But the only problem is, is that after Shawshank was built here, the yard in the back. She's seen in Shawshank everything on the buildings uh, where Andy and Red were roofing and doing all that stuff, that had already been all tore down. Um, so they said, oh, well, you know what? We need to go ahead and build us a, a fake yard. So their fake yard was out here. So you've been, if you guys have been waiting out there for a while, with me, you've probably been wandering around and so forth and you've seen those fake posts that are sitting up there. That's actually a prop left from Air Force One. When Air Force One came in, what they did was um, they built their own makeshift their own yard. Now, the one thing the room that we're standing in right now, this is the assistant warden's living quarters on this side right here. Back when the prison was in operation, um, the assistant warden actually lived in the prison as well as the warden on the other side, on the on the east wing, than the west wing and the east wing. Now. Where we're going right now is to where the assistant uh, warden's living quarters actually was. This was a lot of this down here was uh, would have been you know clerical and administrative uh, rooms and so forth down here. Um, so there's something weird about the window that's behind me. There's bars on that. You don't need to keep your employees locked in. You only need to keep the prisoners locked in. So I like to play a game. To where I give you guys points. Okay? You guys get a bunch of points, right? to say for how many ever questions you answer, right and so forth, you get some points. At the end of the game, whoever has the most points wins. Absolutely nothing. But it's fun game. Trust me, trust me. I don't have a lot of fun with this. So um, but whoever can tell me when we get up to the top of the steps, what's wrong with those bars up there, you'll win. Tell me, yeah, but you, you can't really tell me. The can't tell me upstairs. Gotta give somebody else a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the other thing, the other thing is, is that um, as we're going through the building and so forth, I just have a couple of rules. If we can all please stay together, it um, makes the tour go by a little bit quicker. Um, I'll give you a set times where I ask you uh, if you have any questions and so forth. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask any questions. Um, so right now, what we're going to do is we're going to walk up the stairs, uh, take a look out the window, see. But as we're walking up the stairs, go ahead and feel free to walk up either staircase, and I'll see you guys upstairs. We everybody? All right. Now, in the movie Shawshank Redemption, this room played a big role. But before we get into that role that it played... Anybody notice what was wrong with those wooden bars? I mean, see, I
0: gave it. Away. Oops!
1: I win 5,000 points. Sweet. And my points mean nothing. Um, they're wooden bars. Okay, I gave it away. I can't believe I did that. That's the first time I did that. Okay, what was wrong with those bars is that they're wooden. Um, after Shawshank Redemption was filmed here, Air Force One came in. Air Force One built that yard out there, and they needed to make the yard look like a prison from outside. Uh, so they needed both sides to have, uh, have bars on them. So what they did was they manufactured these wooden bars, and they made them look like real bars for the movie purposes. Um, also, another very interesting fact about uh, Shawshank, I mean, not Shawshank, but Air Force One, was when the Russian general was being released from prison, and they're like, hold that guy, no, don't let him go. Um, there was an actual Soviet helicopter that the film company had got, and flew in, and landed right there in the yard, out, out front. Now, you know, you would think, by knowing that there's a prison behind you, that they would contact the prison and say, hey, we're flying in a Soviet helicopter. Uh-uh. They didn't tell the prison behind us, so the prison officials were sitting, they were going crazy, because they didn't know what was going on. They figured, they were like, well, hold on, wait a minute, somebody's coming in, they're going to try to break out some of our Russian prisoners. I didn't know what was going on, but the uh, but back to the Shawshank film. In the Shawshank film, um, anybody tell me what this room was in Shawshank? Nobody. Jody, can you close that door for me? office. This was an office. She wins five thousand points. He wins five thousand points. That's I've given away ten thousand points so far. Excellent. This was the room where, this is the room where Andy, Tim Robbins' character, was sitting down and he had, he had been waiting and waiting and waiting because he'd, he'd been signing this petition to get books sent to the prison, to Shawshank prison, for his new library. That's what he wanted. He wanted that and they finally came in. He sent a letter a day and they finally sent all these books. Now, once they sent the books, they sent records, they sent all kinds of uh, educational material. Um, What ended up happening was, uh, Andy locks himself in this room right here, through that door right there, Um, locks himself in the room, Uh, the guard goes to the bathroom, he blocks the guard in the bathroom, Um, and he he starts to play a record. And for all the people who do not know what records are, they weren't really little, they were like CDs, but they were huge, and they were black, and they had little... It had a little needle that read it, and it was it was very interesting. Those days were yes, uh, but he played this record, and he put it on to the loudspeakers, and all the prisoners and so forth. They were just amazed by the beautiful music that was playing in the prison. Um, but the warden didn't find that very um, humorous. He didn't think that it was a good idea. So he brought he came running up the steps to find Andy. He had the door shut. And what they did was Hollywood took out the real glass and put in some breakaway glass inside of that door there. Um, and the actors start banging on the glass, telling Andy to open up the door. He wouldn't open up the door. So the, um, so in the movie, what ended up happening was the, uh, the guard busts out the window, takes Andy down to solitary confinement. So this is the room that had that, that actually taken place in. Are there any questions about this room? No? We're about to head into the warden's office from the movie Shawshank. The room that we're standing in was um, was in the movie Shawshank Redemption. However, in reality, this probably was a bedroom or a living a living room when the prison was actually um, uh, in actual operations back when it was uh, originally opened. Um, this would have been the you know, assistant warden's living quarters. Now, this is a weird thing about this. Now, you're living in a prison with your family. okay? So your, your wife is here, your children are here. Now, say for instance, if you're out and you're at work in the building directly behind us, where we're going to be going here shortly, um, who would watch the kids? Not a nanny. They had trustees. Trustee was a prisoner who was a model prisoner. That would be that would watch the children for the for the warden or the assistant warden. Well, if those children did something bad, who got blamed for it? Not the kids. It would have been the trustee. So, but it was it, it was you know very far in between, as far as I know, um, that that the trustees would get in trouble. But however, back to the Hollywood tour. Um, the room that we're standing in right now, this is the warden's office. The warden was sitting right here at his desk when he committed suicide. Blew out the, if you notice here, that's glass, that's plexiglass. Hollywood, because they had a fake bullet or whatever that went through there and shattered the window at the end of the movie. So they replaced it with plexiglass. So that's why there's no glass here, plexiglass there. Uh, also, in the movie Shawshank, when they were shooting uh, the buses coming in, they shot, They put their cameras here, and they shot right down here, and they were able to see right down that, that lane there to see you know, the buses. And even when the patrol cars were coming up and so forth to come and arrest the warden, they shot out of this window here. Now, another interesting fact is when Hollywood came in, Hollywood originally had designed a walk-in safe for the warden's office. So, right behind the gentleman in the green shirt, guy in the black shirt, you standing in the original safe that was supposed to be in the movie. Hollywood left that there, that's actually a problem. Um, that was not here when the building was constructed. Uh, that's something that Hollywood added and in up leaving. Um, they changed their mind because the way that the shot was, because looking through that, that doorway right there, it was easier for them to zoom in their camera from that doorway. Into this new safe that they cut a hole in the wall and placed the safe into. It. Um, anybody know what a continuity is in a movie? Anybody know what a continuity? Continuity?
0: Like an error?
1: That error. That is correct. You win five thousand points.
0: <laughs> yes. So,
1: but a continuity. There was a continuity in the movie when the when the warden had uh, was getting ready to commit suicide. He goes and grabs his pistol off the desk, <laughs> sets his pistol down grabs his bullets, dumps them on the desk. Now, as he dumps them on the desk, they're all in a disarray on the desk. Now, once the police officers come up and bang on the door and tell the warden to open up the door, they cut back to the same scene and the bullets are lined up. Before he shoots himself, he's oh no, don't let me, don't let me leave a mess. OCD, OCD. I don't want to leave a mess. He's like, OCD, OCD. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, that was a continuity in the movie. Anybody know the name of the guy who was uh, he had the Air- Elvis haircut and everything came into the movie a little later on in the movie, the character's name? Tommy, Tommy, it was Tommy. You are correct. That's Tommy. You win five thousand points. I'm just giving points out today, I'm telling you. So uh, but the but Tommy, when he came in, there's another continuity in the movie. When the warden pulled him down, and says, "So you really do have evidence that the um, that that Tim Robbins character, Andy, Andy, Andy. Sure. that Andy, <laughs> that Andy is innocent." And Tommy says, "Yes, yes, have evidence." He says, uh, "And he says, and you you would um, you will you get on the stand and s- and say this to in front of a judge?" He says, "Yes, I would." Well, the warden hands him a cigarette. Now, on the cigarette pack, now this is, this is something that you want to look at in the movie. There's Marlboro Miles. Okay. Well, back in the 50s and the 40s, there was no such thing as Marlboro Miles. You weren't mailing in the coupon to get free hats and coffee mugs. So, but there was Marlboro Miles. So they, they, there's something that, I mean, it's a, it's a blink of an eye that you missed, but that was one of the continuities that was actually in the movie. Um, the other thing, getting on the historical side of it, because somebody had brought this up, well, it was kind of it, it, it was it was strange that they would put the pipes on the inside of the uh, inside of the wall. Well, the reason for putting the, the drain pipes on the inside of the wall was so that the prisoners couldn't escape and have anything to shimmy down if they broke out the prison. So they put them on the inside of the wall. But the only problem with that was is that Levi Schofield, the designer back in the eighteen in eighteen. 96, when the prison was right uh, to be open, um, before that, it it, it took 10 years for them to build the building, but um, the inside of the walls and everything, it had steel pipes. Well, steel and water, that's a good mixture. Yeah, let's put them all inside the wall. Well, after, since there was no upkeep to the... so there was no way to keep upkeep to the pipes inside of the wall. They kind of just deteriorated inside of the wall, so all the rainwater just fell inside of the wall and started deteriorating the walls and the floors and everything else. Um, also, another thing from Shawshank Redemption, something to keep an eye open for if next time that you watch the movie, is that this it, this color paint right here on the walls here, that's Shawshank's colors. That's the colors that they came in. They actually scraped down as much of the original paint down off the wall as they possibly could, scraped it down, and then they painted over it, but there are imperfections in the paint in the movie. So if you look at the movie close enough, you'll see cracks in the paint because they didn't scrub them down all the way. They just went and did a quick fix and and got it over with so they could shoot the movie. Are there any questions about this in particular room? No? There's some still photos of how this room looked in the movie Shawshank Redemption. Feel free to come up and take a look at it before we head on out. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the room that we are standing in right now, can anybody tell me what room it is? Anybody? Nobody? Parole board room. That is correct. Whoever said that gets 5,000 points. My points aren't working today. Usually people have fun with points because I ask at the end who knows how many points they actually have. And whoever gives them the correct answer wins something. And I won't tell you what it is, but you win something. All right, now the the room the room that we're standing in, parole board room. That is correct. This is the room where Red uh, Morgan Freeman's character will come into to get rejected, to be told that no, he's not ready to go back to, uh, to, to to the real world and be released. Um, in the picture, however, here's another here's another trivial question for those people who've seen who've seen the movie Shawshank more than five times. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay, more than two times.
1: More than one time. All right, here we go. Not really diehard fans, but some fans. Um, anybody remember the picture of Red? And I'll ask you. You remember the picture of Red, where they showed him when he was being brought into the prison for the very first time, and they just took a snapshot? If not, you can take a look at it up here. It's right here. But when they took that picture, it was a younger. It was a younger Morgan Freeman. It was supposed to be right. Anybody know who that was? No? In that picture, nobody knows? That actually was Morgan Freeman's son. That picture, that picture of the guy, the younger Morgan Freeman, was Morgan Freeman's son. Um, He was also, in the movie, if anybody remember, the beginning of the movie, when um, what happened was they brought in... They were bringing in Andy on the bus, and they were bringing in some of the other new prisoners and so forth, and they were saying, "They were saying new, the guy was saying, new fish, new fish, reel him in, reel them in. That was Morgan Freeman's son right there. Also. So that's a continuity in the picture, because of the fact that they have a picture of Morgan Freeman as a young man, but then then another portion of the movie, they show the same young man, new fish, new fish, reel him in, reel him um, in. This room also... It's kind of small, right? But how do you get a camera in here to film all that from all the different angles? There we go, 5,000 points to those two ladies there. Excellent. So now, up here on the ceiling, you have, what they did was they put the cameras up there, had remote controls. the remote control will control the camera from different angles so that they can get the shot that the director wanted for that in particular scene. Also, the door that's directly behind us right here, you see the hole in the door? They cut that hole out the side of that door so that they can use, they can put the camera onto the door to film uh, Red walking into the parole room, um, and that was the purpose of that that hole in the door there. Uh, the other thing is, is that uh, anybody ever seen the Brady Bunch? <laughs> How many people seen the Brady Bunch? Come on, don't, you don't, you don't be ashamed to admit you watch the Brady Bunch. I still watch it, so. <laughs> But no, all right. The Brady Bunch, uh, Christopher Knight shot a movie here. It's gonna be a, um, a like, scary horror film or whatever. Um, right behind this gentleman in the gray shirt right here. If you look down on the floor, there's like a skeleton. Anybody find a skeleton on the floor? Not yet, this looks right on the head. There we go. See the skeleton outline on the floor? There we go. This room was actually used for prop design. For that in particular movie, um, and what they would do is they would take and they would spray paint over their mannequins and dummies and all that other stuff and spray paint it to the, to the color that they wanted wanted to be for the film, um, and they spray paint it right there on the floor. Another thing that they like to do is because they look at this entire building as just a prop. They don't look at it as a historical site. They don't care about it. Hollywood, when they come in, they mess stuff up, but they don't care. They're just trying to get the shot, get the best shot, and get out. So they leave stuff like this left, um, which allows us to do what we call the Hollywood story. <laughs> so it's a good thing, in a sense. But um, they also, from that same horror movie, they decided that, with this being a prop room, why not test our blood balloons? Because they have these balloons that they put under the, under the actor's shirt, if they get shot, stabbed, or whatever, and it blows up, and, and then you know blood all over the place. So they tested that in here. Now, when they tested that in here, they tested it over there by the door. And if you look straight up at the ceiling, you can still see splatter marks of blood. Um, also, behind this young lady right here in the big shirt and blue jeans, right behind her, there's some blood splatter on the wall right here. And that is not blood, real blood. That is just probably Hershey syrup, strawberry syrup, stuff like that, and food coloring. Are there any questions about the in going room? No questions? Excellent. Let's get on moving. The weapons and so forth for the guards. But they also used this for Castle Rock and the other production companies that came through to keep their equipment safe because the prison was closed, there was nobody here, there was nothing, I mean, you know, nothing stopping anybody from coming onto the premises to take anything that they wanted. So at the end of the night, when they were done filming, they would take the cameras, the sound equipment, and everything else, and all the wiring, and store it in this room. Put a deadbolt lock on it and close the door, so that no one could get in there to, you know, to take any of the equipment. Because it's million dollars worth of equipment, it's not something that Castle Rock brings with them. They order They get this, these, uh, this equipment from different companies that provide the movies with their their cameras and their boomsticks and everything else. So this is all rental stuff. So it's very valuable to them. So if one piece came up missing. the the film company have to buy it, and that cuts into their budget for the movie. So they had a store in a place that would be safe, so what better place than a safe? All right, let's head on up the steps. All right, the room that we're in right now, if you haven't discovered the big sign up above us, it says Brooks was here and so was Red. Um, Hollywood, likes to do certain things, but they don't like to move all their equipment just to get one shot. Um, So what they did was, they used the prison as the halfway house. When Brooks was released, he came up those steps, so the people who noticed that those steps were the same steps that Brooks came up, the only difference is that there's a wall up here with a door on it now. We actually put that in here to stop the bats and birds and everything from coming up here, up into our chapel. Um, so we had to put doors up there and close, it, close up the place because we do have bats throughout the building and so forth, they like to fly around and so forth at night. Um, but for the people who just took pictures of this, only you know that that's not the original. Okay, The original, unfortunately, um, when the prison was wide open and nobody was in here, um, some big Hollywood fanatic decided that they were gonna come in and try to steal, and as you as you hear hear me say, they tried to steal the original piece um, that was up there. But unfortunately, they must have been using some type of pickaxe or something like that, because we found Bs and Os and other things and shards of the actual original piece laying down on the ground when we came in. Um, so what we did was we had we have somebody on our team that actually knows how to work with wood very well um, and does carvings and engravings and so forth and he came through and he did he did this for us. Um, the big thing that gives that whole piece away is how many people actually work with wood. Anybody work with wood construction or anything like that? Ever work with wood? No? It, well the thing is is that two by fours aren't two by fours anymore. When you go to the when you go to Home Depot and you want a two by four you actually measure it out, it's not really a two-by-four. But what they did was they used, originally they used real two-by-fours, so on the, on the wall there, that's how big a real two-by-four would be. But unfortunately, they don't give it to us like that anymore when we go down, so we have to use the closest thing possible. But this is the room where, where, um, where Brooks hung himself. Um, this is also the room from the movie when Remember when Red was released from prison, he was going to meet up with Andy. Um, he had went downtown to he went downtown Mansfield, and he was looking he was looking inside the pawn shop window, and he was looking it looked like he was looking at a gun, but he actually ended up getting a compass. The compass that he got, he came back to the halfway house. He sat down in a lazy boy over in that room behind us. Now, behind, behind him was a pink hairdresser sink in the movie, and it's just a flash. You can, I mean, you, if you blink, you'll miss it. But there's a, um, there's a hairdresser sink that was actually a prop that they put in. Um, and the reason why they shot out of that window back there was because of the fact that if you look out this window here, you see houses, trees, pavement, and all other stuff. They didn't need to show anything of the prison. They couldn't. They couldn't figure out a way to not show houses in prison. So what they did was they shot out of that window. Now those bars on that window also are fake. Those are um, those are wood bars that were left here by Air Force One. So Air Force One was filmed after Shawshank. So that's the reason why we don't see bars in the window. Um, are there any questions about this room or that room over there? Any? The other, oh, yeah, the other other thing that these rooms were actually originally used for, this would have been where the guards could have rented out a room at the prison, and this would have been their apartment. They would have lived in these different rooms up here. Um, and that that would, you know, $5 a day, I mean $5 a month, can't beat that, you know, have your own place. Except you couldn't call off from work if you wanted to. That's only bad thing. Um, now, what we're going to do is I'm going to try to keep everybody out of the doorways because I want to show you the X that's on the floor out here. There's an X that's lit up by light. So we're going to head out this way here. Now, if you take a look, how many people actually? Now, there's a misconception. They said that the warden's wife had died on this X. That's baloney. That did not happen. The warden's wife, however, did have a misfortunate accident here. There was a revolver that was on a shelf. That revolver that was on the shelf fell, discharged, hit her in the chest. She ended up in in, uh, critical care at the hospital and end up expiring at the hospital. She did not die here on the X. The reason why this X is even here is because Levi Schofield, the designer of the building, he built everything precisely. If there was something that was misshapen or missed out of place, tear it down, let's rebuild it again. Let's make sure everything is in complete uh, precision. So you had both sides of the windows. They had to align with each other. Each room had to be identical in in size for this in particular building. They could not be any variance. So, with doing that, by mistake, he, or, I don't know, maybe he thought about it. Maybe he said, wouldn't that be cool if we had some X, had an X land right there? That'd be pretty sweet. But, we don't know. All we know is that the X is here just because of the way that the windows are on there. But, however, for the paranormal people who like the paranormal... Um, and believe in ghosts and things like that. We have ghost hunts here, and we have g- overnight ghost, ghost hunter, hunters that come in, and they stay from eight o'clock at night to eight o'clock in the morning. This in particular spot, there's been several uh, uh, self-proclaimed psychics that say that this spot is a very, very bad spot. So to step them on the c- center is not a very good idea. Um, they say that they pick up a lot of uh, EVPs and everything else, from this area, but I attribute the EVPs to look directly above this. There's an outlet right there, but that's just me. Now, if you wanna believe that there's ghosts and everything dwelling right there on the X, you can. But that's my outlook on it. Now we're gonna head on down these stairs right here. Take a look at the X as we head on out.
0: Alright, hope you really enjoyed that. It was a really fun tour to kind of see the areas of the prison and the, the reformatory, and just to hear the kind of the history of things. Uh, hopefully that audio kind of gets you excited to maybe go check it out if you live near Mansfield or even if you're driving through um, the state of Ohio. Uh, as always, you can email us, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com and you can also go to our website, click on the contact page, talk to us through there but uh we love to hear from you if you have a comment or just want to recommend some places as usual we'll be back next week with part two of this um we try not to make these too long because we realize uh for one it takes up a lot of space on our server and we like to split them up but i'll be headed to disney this week so uh that's kind of why we're i'm recording early and doug's not with me but anyway Enjoy this podcast. We'll be back again and covering more amazing places. Thanks. See ya. I like to travel. I like to drive. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.